Hello and welcome to Please Watch This, a film podcast where two film-loving mates with gaps in their viewing history recommend films to each other so they can once and for all answer the question, who has better taste? My name's Sam Blakely, as always I'm joined by Hugh Dempsey, and this week we have returning guest Ben Dawson. Uh, Hugh and Ben, how are you doing? Hello Sam, how are you? Yeah, tip, tip top. Hi Ben, how are I'm you? I'm not too bad guys, yeah not too bad, you know. It's great to have you back on. Nice. Mm. It's good to be back again. I feel like, you know. Fil- what was the last film that we had Ben on for? Can you remember? Butch and Sundance, was it? Was that the last one? That feels quite a long time ago, wasn't it, actually? I'm sure there was one before that. Too long. It? Too long. Do we not nah, I think that was Baxter for a quiet place, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. I'm sure there's one. Who could possibly say? I'm sure there was one in Blue lockdown. Ruin. Blue, Blue ruin. ruin. Blue Ruin. That's it. Blue Ruin. Have you yeah, changed, yeah, have you changed your mind on that, Hugh? <laughs> or are you still there? Uh... What did I say? Like a seven? Still thinks it's a, still a soap opera. Soap opera. <laughs> I'm still not over it, is what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, bes- beside this week's film, of uh, what have you two gents been watching in our quarantine state? Oh, um, I finished Dark. If if you remember, oh, yeah. me mentioning that a, f- uh, a few episodes back. Yeah, I watched all. Of They've that. been keeping up with that saga. Of uh, has Hugh finished Dark yet? Yeah. Has it? Was it? Did it pay off? Um, it's on a cliffhanger again for the second Classic. series. So hopefully, there's a third series coming out soon. What about you? I've heard. Yeah, Fantastic. I heard good things about that. It's one that I've got on my watch list. But yeah, I recommend it. I've not really well, got into a good ben. TV series. I've been watching. Uh, I've been watching a lot of uh, small indie films. Really, like uh, I watched this one. Uh, well, I watched a film called Underwater, which isn't a small indie film. I suppose it's quite a small <laughs> film, um, which is kind of an alien ripoff, which was all right. Was it, was it in an ocean, or was it in a sea, or a it, lake, or a puddle? Yeah, it was. It was then, in, that's it, how it, <laughs> that's his sort of, of budget <laughs> steps. Yeah. yeah, it was a sort of alien alien ripoff. Um, got, yeah. I think it had. Uh, it was alright, it was watchable, um, but then I watched a film after called Sea Fever, which has got, it's a rubbish name, but it's, I thought it was really good. You're well good. into water. I know, I know. What's this fetish? It's weird, but basically, I think it's, it's just come out on, on, on VOD, and I definitely recommend it. It's like low budget, it's an Irish film, I think. It's about this fishing uh, fishing boat, and they, have, they get this scientist on, and they go into... Uh, they go into some water where they're not supposed to go into and they get stuck on this, uh, it looks like a giant squid kind of thing. And then oh, yeah. they, they sort of get in, it sort of gets uh, a bit like, uh, a bit like the thing really, where they get infected and the they start like turning on one another. And then uh, basically the, the film's about the scientists trying to persuade people that they can't go back because they need to quarantine themselves, which I thought was pretty apt. <laughs> <laughs> but it was really good. Listen. It was really good. I saw a lot of reviews saying it was boring, but it's not. It's sort. Of, it's a really character-driven drama in a way. What was that called? It's called Sea Fever. Definitely sea worth fever. checking out. I was telling Sam uh, recently, um, I, the TV show, you know, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Oh, I've yeah. seen that. So I liked to, I've not watched it all yet, even though like I like the show. I'm trying to like eke them out and watch them over a few years so I can enjoy them and then wow. kind of catch up slowly. And so uh, at the beginning of the lockdown, I was like, oh, I'll watch some It's Always Sunny. And the first episode I watched was the episode where they go into quarantine. Then they go the out to get beer in like suits and stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's great. Hazmat. I've got a leak, yeah, yeah. and then it just turns out they're not sick; they're just alcoholics. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, they're on withdrawal. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> yeah. So great show, great Sam. Show. What film are we here to discuss mm. this week? Then 
This week we've been watching Thanos, the origin story, <laughs> uh, also known as Sightseers by Ben Wheatley. Uh, so yeah, Sightseers, not a well-known film, really. Sorry, you know, can, we just, can we just backtrack there? <laughs> what? <laughs> Thanos, the origin story. Yeah, I mean, he's sort of killing off people that he, you know, he doesn't just like. Weeding out the population. Uh, what was Thanos' job to reduce the carbon before footprint. he was a psycho serial killer of civilizations like he doesn't say what his job was he was just like i had a solution but nobody really he worked in admin he worked in admin he's not very proud of it um i've got an idea yeah pass this up the chain you what kill how many he had to go rogue yeah. Start his own startup. Yeah, so this is uh, Ben Wheatley's twenty twenty twelve film, I think. Eye balance. Yeah, <laughs> reducing carbon footprints. Um, yeah, so Ben Wheatley's film Sightseers, uh, written by and starring Alice Lowe and Steve Oram. And uh, I think me and Ben probably will give a little synopsis of, of what it is, listener. If you you know if you've not if you've not seen it, then we highly recommend you do. It's on if in the UK, it's on four. Not called four already anymore. Four all, all four. What is it? All four. I think all, all four, four. Yeah. All four. It's been about ten years since it was four already, but that'll that'll <laughs> never change in my mind. Um, yes, yeah, so it's on. It's on channel four. Um, their their service for a, for a bit longer. Uh, ben, I don't know if you want to take the synopsis um, honors. Yeah. Well. I've not written one out. I know that's the thing that you do these days, but... Um, well, cute, cute, is it? <laughs> so basically, uh, basically, it starts with uh, a couple, really, who decide to go on a, a caravan holiday in England mm. and uh, start their relationship. And they're quite, like, sort of childlike, uh, <laughs> immature, insular mm. kind of kind of couple. From, from the Midlands. From the Midlands, like. yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> so they go on a caravan holiday and... And then turns out that the guy is a sort of psychopathic serial killer. Um, starts murdering off off people. Uh, but he's got a system. He's got a system. It's oh not yeah, chaos. He, he can justify it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then probably uh, halfway through the film, you kind of realise that uh, the woman's probably a bit more psychotic than he is. <laughs> and it. <laughs> They they become a really sort of naff caravanning Bonnie and Clyde kind of <laughs> pair, don't they? Yeah, very much the Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid of the Midlands and Lake exactly, District. Exactly, exactly. I've heard it's kind of cross between Nuts and May and uh, Natural Born Killers. I've heard it's a. Uh, I've heard it. Yeah, and I've, I've seen neither of those. Really, um, I've seen the odd clip in researching for this, and yeah, I, I mean Nuts and May. I don't know how that turns out, but it's it's really about how annoyed people get by other campers <laughs> and caravanners. I um, watched Nuts and May. You, it is. Oh, yeah. It's so much like this film. It's unbelievable. Just without the murder, like, but it's. Oh, so there's no murders. It's just. There's no. Oh, no. Campus. Not much happens. Basically, it's an old. Right. It's a Mike Lee film from the seventies. Yeah. It's quite difficult to find now, probably, but it's definitely worth a watch if you're into that sort. Into this sort of comedy. It did look slightly more innocent than this. Film. <laughs> this film. <laughs> and in fact, one of the reasons we brought Ben on is because. Um, I think I've only seen one of the Ben Wheatley film, and actually, I'd quite let's get a bit more of an insight into what Ben Wheatley films are like and so on. So we'll get into that presumably while we'll do our, our little reviews. What we're going to do is we're going to talk about why we love it and then after the break and however many minutes that might be, we'll find out whether or not Hugh liked it. So Hugh had never seen it before. Uh, me and Ben, obviously, big fans of it. Um, ben, what is it that you really like about this film? So what, what, what I've written down is it's such a it's a uniquely British film. It's, mm. uh, it's got yeah. that sort of dark 
it's a it's a dark comedy, a really dark comedy, which uh, yeah. I do. I am a fan of that sort of sense of humour, uh, sort of like League of Gentlemen, sort of dark mm. sense of humour. I think uh, I think with those kind of films, you got you you have to really have a balance, like you got a fine line, and I think it. I think it really it does that really well. Like it's got a lot of shocking, violent moments in it that I've like kind of um, held back by this mundane like relationship. That's you know kind of kind of sweet in a way. Like yeah, <laughs> I think it does. Yeah, yeah. It, it, As you say, they're both sort of children, aren't they? Really? Yeah, really childlike, insular. Like a lot of the comedy mm. comes from that fact that it's kind of like a. They're just very like I think after the first murder, um, Alice. As it no, sorry, Tina. Says, um, oh, I hope this doesn't ruin the holiday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's it. And uh, yeah, exactly. After he's killed the first person, he says, he's ruined Critch Tram Museum for me. He has. <laughs> he's killed a man. <laughs> yeah, so it's that kind and of disconnect. That's quite funny. That's their really their funny. motivation is always something quite small. You know, the first person he kills, it's because he's dropping, he's littering all over the place and somebody just annoys them because they're a bit pompous <laughs> or something like that. Have either of you seen the film Serial, Mum? No, I've I not seen it. Oh great! That'll be a that'll be a future future one for the list. So I won't give anything else away about that film. But you know, maybe you maybe you can figure something out about the film from the context in which I just mentioned it. Uh, what else do you like about it, Ben? Well, I think I, I think like a lot of Ben Wheatley films, I really like that. I really like um, it's got like this brooding strangeness, strangeness, mm, and it's yeah. like it's sort of intense. It really puts you into the uh, into the film. Like you, you sort of be like you feel like you can complicit with their actions really and it puts you into their relationship <laughs> i think there's definitely there's definitely a realism to it as well that i like i mean i think i've spoke before i'm not a massive fan of like um big scale action films that sort of thing i do like them but i, yeah. I really like films that focus on the small details um mm. i know i think uh, a lot of his inspirations are like mike lee ken loach and i think he said alan clark as well um right who did like a lot of um I think he did scum a lot of like uh, BBC oh, films yeah. like Made in Britain and all that kind of thing. Quite brutal, brutal, violent, ki- yeah, really yeah, uncomfortable. Not necessarily kitchen sink, but really <laughs> uncomfortable, yeah, kind of yeah. British films. I think what one of the I was going to say one of the uh, um, one of the things that he uses is that he lingers on a shot longer than you, you mm-hmm. normally would. It kind of just adds to this kind of uncomfortableness. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's. It was only this week in, in watching it again and researching it, I realized I found out that it was written by the two leads. I always right. assumed it was a Ben Wheatley film because it's, it, from what I know of Ben Wheatley, it's a very Ben Wheatley film. So I just assumed he he made it, but you're right. He he adds his own. There is yeah. additional material by somebody called that. Amy Jump, though, as well. That must be mentioned. True. Yeah, well, true. It, it, yeah. So Amy Jump is uh, Ben Wheatley's uh, partner. I think the wife, the married, and also like mm. a film partner. She's like the producer. So this is right. this is the only film. This I, th- I believe it's the only film that Ben Wheatley has made that wasn't either written by him or, or Amy Jump or the other. Right. Wow. Okay. And uh, there is a, there is a difference you can see there, but he's has got his own. He's definitely got his own own spin on it. It does feel like his yeah. Film. And I think the other Ben Wheatley film I saw is Field in England, and I think I do prefer this to to Field in England. Wow. Maybe that's that's Alice Lowe and Steve Oram's yeah. input. Maybe I'm, I'm not sure. But I think I was I was looking at. There's a great film that I watched again the other night. Um, Sort of a double bill with this, which was um, another film written by Steve Oram called Ah H. <laughs> so eight eight is an H and an exclamation mark, <laughs> which I think I've, I think I've mentioned to both of you as well this week. And it is nuts. Did I mention it to you, Hugh? No. 
So it's it's uh, it's got an amazing cast. It's got sort of like Julian Barrett and Noel Fielding, Steve Orams in it. Loads of people that you'd recognise as well. There's a lady called Holly Dempsey has been in quite a few things. Represent. And yeah, represent the Dempseys. And it's basically it's it's hard to explain, but basically everybody in it, all the humans are in it are apes. They act like apes. Right. But they're living in a in a modern, normally industrialised Britain. Um, so they've got like a TV and a normal setup in the living room, but instead of sitting there talking, they just go ooh, ooh, ah, ah, ooh, <laughs> and you know, like to assert dominance or piss on each other or something like that. And it's about an hour and twenty long. There isn't a single word of dialogue in the whole film, but they, but there's a story there about kind of like an alpha male coming into town and all these just. It's so bizarre. I really wanted to get him on the show just to talk about, <laughs> ask him some serious questions. Really. It sounds yeah, it it, it sounds. Bit crazy, maybe even a bit too crazy. But <laughs> if you recommend yeah, it, Sam, push that. What do yeah. you like about that. this film, then, Sam? So what I really like. I, I I agree with everything Ben said, but I really also like when I rewatched it. I was surprised by, or not surprised by. I was really looking out for how well do they justify and plot out character motivations? Because what I remembered from watching it years ago was that he was already into killing and she wasn't, but yet somehow she has to come a, come around to it. And I was kind of really looking for how that happens and I thought they did a really good job of putting it in order because there used to be it used to be a sort of a stand-up act that they did together and so if you hear oh All this right. film's based on a stand-up act or a comedy character you're like oh god this is not going to be a film is it it's just going to be a place for jerks um, but it does it really well so the first one the first kill when he kills the guy at the tram museum it's believably an accident but she also didn't like the guy as well and it, it just keeps going like this and then he kills some other people before she's cottons on to the fact that he's killing them and by that time they've built up their relationship she then kills somebody herself and really gets to like it and I think it does a really good job any film like this where it's really insane and they're not real characters they're, they're like they're very real it's a very real film like when someone gets hit in the head with a stone it feels like it hurts but but they're you know bizarre characters there has to be a lot of explanation of that so going again back to the film Gone Girl that we did months ago I always I've always said that I would have found it more interesting if by the end he's seduced by her insanity and joins her in that insanity yeah because the film has done such a good job of of, of getting to that point that it would it would suit that you know um, and I think this film does a good job of even though you don't want to go out murdering people hopefully um, <laughs> you at least you at least understand how she got to that level I and think, also then their conflicts, they're, they're not just then a Bonnie and Clyde who agree on everything. They then have different modus operandi after that. Yeah, because it kind of shows like he's got he's got his own logic. And when she starts just killing, he's like, this isn't right. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is murder. <laughs> he's like, well, yeah, I kind of agree with him, but hold on a minute. <laughs> <laughs> because yeah, cause they just, she just runs over that jogger. And you yeah. actually, I actually feel, that's, that's the person I feel the worst for, not the Daily Mail reader, because at least he's annoyed me a bit on screen. He didn't deserve to die, obviously. Um, he's at least he's annoyed me on screen. The jogger has just sent us death. I like how I like how it shows that he's like kind of losing control as well. <laughs> and he's like, that, yeah. that's what he's really annoyed about. <laughs> She's like taking over. He's like, like you innocence. can't, like you can't do this. <laughs> Look what you've done. And then, and, and then the great thing, the thing, the thing that stuck with me in this film is the ending. So again, if you haven't oh, seen yeah. it, spoiler alerts for the ending. But the ending is so good because it does mean that these two people—they're the only. P- 
people for each other. Mm. You know, they like there's nobody else who would be with these two people really, mm. other than maybe the Fred and Rose, Rose West. Um, so they have to be together, but they also hate each other because they've she's killed his friend and all this sort of stuff. And so it's just a perfect ending for them. I should think. We, should uh, we say the ending? I think we might. Yeah. Should we? Yeah, yeah. Um, we do spoiler reviews. Yeah. Yeah, but we'll, I think well. we'll so, get into we, we'll get we'll into talk that. Yeah, because I want to mention it. We'll talk about it. Um, yeah, you know, of course. I think uh, also it's a so, discussion. I, I also yeah. want to mention the soundtrack. Talking about the ending as well. I think it's got mm. a great soundtrack. <laughs> yeah, like so, tainted love and yeah, so many like of, cover versions. Of that kind of era of yeah, I think yeah. I, re- I remember reading a, an interview with Ben Wheatley saying that one of the one of the themes that the cover versions of some of the songs was the fact that she was taking over. His uh, his like life as well, like kind of bring. <laughs> She's a cover yeah. for his crime. Yeah, yeah right, she was yeah. like uh, going into his life, like and. But yeah, there's some really cool like montage shots as well with like kind of like mm. uh, techno kind of stuff as well. That's really yeah, good. yeah, yeah. Some beautiful shots. Do you think Hugh will like this film then? I think he will. I think he will find it funny because he's mm. he, that it's that sense of humor. And it is a very, it's a really funny film. I mean, I think Mark Kermode says it's got the sixth laugh test and it passes it yeah. like in the first 20 minutes. I mean, one of the funniest yeah. scenes for me was where after they've just, they've just ki- he's just killed the first guy and she comes to terms with it and she's like, mint me. And then you just see him having sex in the caravan and it just pans across <laughs> to the truck stop. <laughs> and they're all in the just window. Like that. I mean, just the reveal, it, it, it's so funny. And uh, yeah, and I think I think you're right. I think Hugh will find those funny. I think what maybe Hugh might not like is it's not. We've covered this ground quite a lot, but it's not conventional, right? You know that it's not like there's the police don't kind of yeah. One one of the things I yeah, not. I mean one of the things I thought you might think like the plot drags a bit because there isn't really mm. much of a plot. It's just spending time with these people really. So he might yeah. I mean I I, I was trying to pick faults in the film, and I, I was. I, it, it's not an issue for me because I just like spending time with the characters. But yeah, I, I'd say in the middle, it just kind of just drag a bit. Nothing much happens. One thing that might have helped would have been maybe if we see just one or two little radio conversations or something with police, just like maybe piecing it together a little bit so you feel like there's a ticking clock. Yeah, there, there is a few times caught. where they're listening to the radio, aren't they? And it says we're looking for, we're, you know, they think it's a ginger face man and angry lady. Yeah. It'd be good to know that it'd be good to know that they're on the run mm. properly. From because yeah. it is it is, a, it is a, a really a road movie as well, really, isn't it? I mean, yeah, yeah, and we'll get into. There's it really we'll no consequence. It doesn't really show the section. consequences, does it, of uh, of their actions? It's it's not like a perfect no. murder. <laughs> Just like right, kill them, put stick yeah. in that tree, sorted. It's mad. Well, uh, listener, after the break, we're going to find out if Hugh liked this film. So join us after the break for Hugh's views. Welcome back to Please Watch This. We're ready for Hugh's views. Hugh, tell us, what did you like about Sightseers? Rightio. So what I really liked about this film is the it kind of shows you the mundanity of murder. Of, <laughs> if you're from a certain... The banality of evil. Yeah, yeah, to coin the, uh, the phrase, to steal a phrase. Um, I think it's actually almost a disservice to call this film a black comedy. <laughs> because I was thinking about this beforehand. Is If you said this was a straight-up drama... And people would watch it and go, oh, well, actually, that's 
it's actually quite funny as well. Mm. I think you can play this film both ways. I think it's little punchlines that maybe make it a black comedy. Like if, um, you know, like, you know, report that to the National Trust. Yeah. You know, that sort of thing. <laughs> you know, if you didn't say that or if he's, if he didn't say it kind of as a punchline, you you would go, afterwards you go, oh, that's actually quite a funny film. But I see what you mean. Yeah. They market it as funny because it comes, like you said, it's got this genesis of being from a sketch and things like that. So, yeah, it was kind of, I was, I was, I was, I, was, I thought it was amazing. I, wow. Honestly, I love this film. I think it's <laughs> oh, that's great. that's good. That's good. It's yeah, yeah, that's so great. strange. Um, <laughs> like you said, the music's got this uncomfortable, ominous tone throughout the film. And, yeah, it kind of starts off a bit standard, doesn't it? It's like, oh, right, so he's a bit, the, like you said, they're both a bit emotionally immature. They're both a bit kind of mundane and uh, they, they don't really know themselves that well and he's trying to find himself and trying to write this book and, you know, she's like, oh, I've never been amused before. <laughs> <laughs> you know, those kind of, you know, there's that, they play on the brummy accent a little, mm. you know, they lean on it very heavily for its com- comedy. Um but it doesn't, even though it is comedy, it doesn't strain to farce at any point, which is important, I think, for a film that is comedy, essentially. Because at no point can you not see why any of the characters, like you said something about character motivations, mm, at yeah. every point you can see the motivation for what they're doing. And whether it's a selfish motivation or they're just angry by something that's happened, you're just you you're with them there and you're like you said Ben you're observing these characters you're spending time with them and it's like those banal conversations that people have when they're together they're not having they're not having these grand you know heartfelt moments of you know poetic prose practically you know dialogue <laughs> they you know what's his philosophy is it's just He's talking about the uh, the knobbly oak. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, just basically just wants people to leave him alone, essentially. Not <laughs> I think a lot of it was improvised, I believe, as well. Like the script wasn't oh, really wow. written like fully out. It was just situations, yeah. and they improvised a lot. I think I think 120 yeah. hours of film. He's, I think Ben Wheatley said they were they had filmed. It's quite a lot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's nuts. Yeah, it's yeah, crazy. That is mad. And it hinges on the performances, I think, from the two lead characters slash writers. Because the one thing I would say with comedy is when when it's a little bit of punching down is comedy like this. Because you're making fun of boring people who are from a certain background, aren't you? With a a limited life experience. And we've all met people like that. And we've all kind of interacted with those people on holidays or in certain places where you're just polite to people and you're just chatting about nothing Mm. and you're like and you go you might walk away and go oh god they must have exciting lives you know (laughs) (laughs) but then you sit and go so this is them in their downtime you know talking about which she's sending, you know, when she's writing that letter to her mum, is they do have the pasta sauce here. That I like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a bit Alan Bennett, that isn't yeah, it? You know, yeah. that's yeah. the that's their priorities. Yeah, In, that and, insular kind of life, like you know, that's all they care about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what else did I like about it? It is funny. It does pass the six last test. Um, just there's just little lines like you know where um, the farmer's like and the cockerel Ronnie Wood <laughs> <laughs> that's ruined one of my quiz questions there we go <laughs> oh, there we go <laughs> luckily I wrote nine so that's fine brilliant 
else? <laughs> I like I like the tone of the film, like you said, the like the lingering on the shots that Ben Wheatley does. That's I always like that as a technique mm. to show awkwardness and, and you know unease in any film. And I think it's when it's done when it's used just the right amount, you get a great a great sort of tone for any film. Have you seen uh, Have you seen any other Ben Wheatley Ben Wheatley films? Not that I'm aware of. Um, I've not seen A Field in England. I've not, and I don't know any other films that he's made. Have you seen High Rise? No, I haven't actually. So he's other. Yeah, I, I did want to watch it. His other films are uh, well. He did a Down Down Terrace, which is like a low budget his first film, and then he did Kill List, which is my favourite of his. Uh, and then that's the one I really want to see. Yeah. Uh, and he's done another film, Free Fire, um, which I really mm. like as well. But he didn't; it got a mediocre reviews. But I really liked. I think you'd like Free Fire, Hugh, if you like sightseers. It's probably his next film that you'd watch. Yeah. Kill List is a really dark and disturbing film, <laughs> which <laughs> is an, definitely an acquired taste. A lot, a lot darker than than sightseers. It's more of a horror. Oh so I wanted to ask you both: What do you make of the end, though? I love the so, end. My interpretation, it was that either she's... So do you think she's coming to terms with being a killer throughout the film and then starts to enjoy it and then she turns like Black Widow-esque at the end and (laughs) and her her psychopathy is she kills this man or lets him kill himself and she's going to get away with it all scot-free or do you think that actually she was uh, like a honey trap so to speak all along and her mum her mum says you're a murderer and you think she's referring to the dog which is a brilliant scene that's by the way. <laughs> yeah that is brutal isn't <laughs> she it? throws the toy and it lands on the neck because that, that's the, the sort of blend of the comedy and the really dark yeah. a dog just died yeah. really tragically yeah, yeah I don't know I, I, I actually didn't think it deeply enough about that I, I thought she grows annoyed at him she's desensitised to murdering now and I, I don't think she has the intention of ever, ever jumping off and then he goes to jump and she lets him yeah I think she just yeah I don't know if you ever yeah like did you guys predict it beforehand that she wouldn't jump no I don't think so no I mean I, I don't really I, I didn't really like predict anything in the film really I just this kind of film I just kind of uh, just let like uh, it, there's not really much of a, a plot twist or anything like that is it really but I think I, I didn't really yeah like Sam said I don't really thought too deeply into it. I thought it was a really good ending though because she just like changes her mind she just, it just shows like how flippant they are and like how childlike like if you know what I mean yeah. so uh, she doesn't really want to kill herself like she's not really into it. It, it she's doing basically going along with it because she wants she wants to you know she wants him to like him and she, she just realises at the end hold on <laughs> I'm not actually going to jump off <laughs> And it's such a really, co- it's such a really <laughs> good. <laughs> it's such, a, yeah, it's such a really a flip. Like it, it, it's, it's a great ending. I don't know how else they would have ended it, to be honest. Yeah, I was wondering what was going to happen. I didn't predict it. I was like, well, maybe they both jump. Part of me was thought they were both going to go. Like you said, they're both quite flippant, so they might just not. <laughs> they might go nah, and then it might just end in them being arrested or something like that, and that's the end of the film. I wasn't kind of expecting one of them to kill themselves in that kind of way, and it would, especially it being her. So, yeah, it leaves you with this open-ended question of, oh, well, why did she do it in that moment? And was it because pre- she's the first to introduce know, that idea of them dying together? And then it's quite interesting that, you know, exactly, she comes yeah. around to his murderous ways and he comes around her, to her weird suicide pact ways. But didn't, uh, yeah. didn't he, he had drawn a picture, Auntie, of them holding hands on top of that 
Um, true. Yeah, true. Is it the aqueduct. aqueduct yeah. Viaduct. Viaduct. Sorry. Yeah. Viaduct. So I think that's when she sees that, doesn't she? And then that's when I don't. I don't know. It doesn't really go into it, really, does it? But it's it's a good thematic ending, I think. Mm. Yeah, it's a great little twist and a, just a really shocking end. Mm. Like a, quite a funny feeling to feel at the end of a film because most of the time we do have a bias in our f- view of a film based on yeah. what happens in the last few minutes. And then Tainted Love comes I, on at the end in the credits. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the old 60s version. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. I, like the, I like the editing in this, the uh, the montage, especially when he kills, um, oh, what's his name, Ian on The, Ian. Uh, the Rock. Uh, it's a beautiful it kinda... shot when he's walking, uh, sh- sort of shaded against the sunrise. Uh, you know, yeah. it's it's a real, yeah. it's a love letter to the sort of landscapes of England in that sense, mm. isn't it? It's is a beautiful, yeah, beautiful landscape, yeah. isn't it? But you're right, Hugh, with the editing, the yeah, just the the montage there between her kind of being, you know, uneasy and watching them doing the uh, the killing of the chicken. And yeah. The, um, um, what's she called? Uh, the Janice. Her name, Janice. Janice is stepping. You know, like the symbolism of Janice stepping on something on and cutting plate. the foot. And, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. On that, yeah, on the plate. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's, you know, it's, it, it's just so well made. This film. I, I, when I was looking on IMDb to like get the, um, you know, just get the cast and the writers and all that for my notes, I saw it got six point five, and I was like, how has this only got a six point five? At minimum, it's a well. I'm not going to say what it is at minimum because no. that would ruin later on. But <laughs> it's uh, crazy. It, it's it more than so Ben Whitley has no yeah. films that are over seven on IMDb. Kill List got five point five. Who's, who's reviewing these films? Crazy. You know, like he gets. Uh, he's so underrated. He ben Whitley is. Such he's low, so underrated. Yeah, he's got to work with such low budgets all the time because mm. yeah, these films appeal to a certain type of person or a type of sensibility that's just not he's got his fans though because this was produced by Edgar Wright this film yeah yeah. and yeah, yeah. Uh, Free Fire was produced by Martin Scorsese because wow. he saw, well, that's he it, saw yeah. he's, a, he's a filmmaker's yeah. filmmaker yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. oh yeah definitely yeah but I don't see how it it still has mainstream appeal to me because it is such an interestingly it, it's an interesting story it's just edited in a certain way maybe that's Maybe doesn't have mass appeal, perhaps, or yeah. There's, there's the, the morality. It's not judging the characters. I don't think the only no. character that's really judged, I think, are the people. A couple of the people who he murders, mm. and maybe her mum. You know, the mum. <laughs> yeah, showing the light on the bottom of the her stairs. Her mum's hilarious. You know, what's that called? Where, <laughs> what is it called, Sam? What's it called? Where people who pretend is it Munchausen? Uh, Munchausen's by proxy. Yeah. 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 Yeah, well, she's, but I think she's 34 and she's just, yeah, totally. I love it. She's like, you'll be back. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. We? Yes, I will next week. <laughs> I don't like you. <laughs> it sets the tone of the film as well because it just starts with sort of 40 seconds of her just going, <laughs> bleating a year later. <laughs> yes, well, like it hasn't died. It's been a year since the dog died. He was, she, she was my only friend. Well, I'm your friend. You're not my friend. You're just a relative. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't count. So... <laughs> Miserable. <laughs> when she rings her yeah, and she's like um... in bed. So, well, I've got to go now. <laughs> I'm busy. Yeah, yeah. Things to things to do. Or busy. <laughs> yeah, I like how. I actually thought that the film was going to have them go back and murder the mum at some point. Right. Like, that's right, kind yeah. of. I thought they'd set her up at such a 
detestable character that's that uh, you maybe see a bit. That's of really like natural born killers. That is. Maybe yeah. that says more about Hugh Hugh. Yeah. Maybe, maybe. Well, I just, well, I didn't know what where the film was going. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I thought, but you're right. It's they, she's so well set up as a character, and then I can't even think when her last scene is. Mm. She doesn't really have a part to play in the third act of it, really, yeah, yeah. is she? No, not at all. Um, so what I didn't like about this film is nothing. There's nothing I didn't oh, like about it. That is music to my ear. That's been a long time since I heard those <laughs> if, words. Out if I mouth. was gonna, if I was gonna criticize it, it would be maybe that. I'm trying to think how you criticize it from just like a. And you know, a dispassionate point of view. Yeah, you can maybe say that there isn't a third act payoff for the mum. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Um, you should definitely check out some more Ben Wheatley films if if you like this film. Yeah, that's good. I'll tell you another yeah, film. Just, I think of anything. Another film that this uh, reminds okay. me of is a film called Badlands. Terence Malick. Um, oh yeah, seventies. Like I've heard of that. I've never seen it. It's really good. It's it's got Martin uh, Martin Sheen in. I think it's Martin Sheen. No. Who's the guy in Apocalypse now? Martin Sheen. Yeah. Martin, Martin Sheen, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I, for years, always thought Charlie was the dad because in my head, Charlie was an older name than Martin. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But Badlands, yeah, Badlands is a really good film. Charlie is an old... Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I don't get that logic. So. I don't know why. Technically, maybe Charlie was in it. If it, it depends how old he was when he made it. Mm. Yeah, yeah, he's, uh, he likes films. Badlands is definitely one to check out. I need to look at that because I think Terence Malick I've only seen Tree of Life and amazingly mm. I quite liked really? it it's very long very very drawn out not much conversation but yeah I've not seen yeah, it yeah I quite liked it I think um, uh, something yeah. else I like about this film is uh, somebody just using one of those giant pencils <laughs> that was just brilliant in itself wasn't it yeah like, you get to see somebody actually use one <laughs> Yeah, and how pointless they are. <laughs> well, very pointed actually. <laughs> Plenty of lots of point to them. That's the issue. Yeah. Uh, let's so, get to some scenes and lines then. So, uh, Ben, as our guest, we'll start with you. What would you say was your favourite scene in this film? I mean, I really like the ending um, with the pa- power of love or the power of love over the top. It it really, uh, it, yeah, it really had a good closing closing bit. I like the bit before it as well. I thought it was really funny when. I think it's Martin, yeah. <laughs> an old guy's name. That solves that problem. <laughs> when when, he, when yeah. they're in the caravan and she's like jealous, and she's like filling him up, and it's just so uncomfortable. You really feel sorry for him. He's just like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> it's just oh, such an uncomfortable, yeah. funny bit. Um, Use it as brown lipstick. Yeah, <laughs> you can tell. What an imagination she's got. Vivid. I like. I love. Uh, I love the start as well, like uh, when, I mean, I think, like you say, it really sets the tone of the film. Mm. Uh, but yeah, I think my favourite my favorite scene is definitely the ending. Um, yeah, that'll stay with you for a while, that, that, more than most of the scenes in the film, I think. Mm. What about you, Hugh? Um, my favourite scene was the dream sequence, mm. Um, mm. when they're sacrificing the chicken and he's dreaming stuff and yeah I just really like that montage and that kind of surrealist element to the film I really enjoyed that and the other bit I liked was just the death of Poppy just really tickled me <laughs> it's just, it's such a, like you said it's such a weird, weird reaction to kill a, an animal <laughs> if you're going to kill an animal do it funnily well we've I mean I used to have dogs and you do wonder like they're going to hurt themselves when you do throw things for them sometimes you do worry for their, their own safety based yeah. on their uh, avid excitement to catch that uh, toy so yeah I was 
So you do this like, well, what if they like jumped and hit? I don't know. You just you remind when you've got small dogs as well like that. Yeah, yeah. You mind small children are the gamut. same, to be honest. I mean, it, yeah, it, it, it's yeah, just they're, show, they're it shows as well. Small. It was quite clearly an accident. Like she didn't mean to do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, I was quite, I quite. I don't know why I care much about it, but I quite liked that at least Tina's mum was there to see it happen. Yeah. You know, like she couldn't have been accused of stabbing the dog yeah, with the yeah. I don't know why that's important to me or like why it matters <laughs> whether she thinks she's a murderer or not but uh, yeah that is that is a great scene my, I think my favourite scene for, for lots of reasons was well actually I don't know if this is my favourite scene but it's the one I wrote down so I'm going to commit and say yes this is my absolute favourite scene and it's the one where they kill the where he kills the Daily Mail reader and it's not because he kills the Daily <laughs> Mail reader that I liked it that seemed, that would be harsh but more kind of it's it's Come on now, Sam. Tell the truth. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I've killed I've killed Daily Mail readers in the Lake District. Okay, no. Um, okay. Oh, in the Dale. Sorry, Yorkshire Dale's not Lake District. I keep making that mistake. Um, what's really important is that it's quite pivotal because yeah. it's their first yeah. joint murder. Really, you know, he kills him obviously, but she plays along with it. She's not still not hundred percent on board. Yeah. She drops to a sort of, sort of falls on the floor when. When he's stoving his head in, um, which is not a verb you get to use very often for <laughs> <laughs> to stove stoving. But we don't use it often, Sam. But, you, know, you seem My quite comfortable using it there. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, and so I just feel like it's quite. And again, this this film is about it's about being annoyed at very little minor things, but as an audience, you're a bit annoyed by them too. The gore. The, the funny lines yeah I think it's all wrapped up in that in that scene yeah, really. yeah I completely agree with you I mean I was going to mention that as one of my favourite scenes but I think it, it's got one of my favourite lines in um, I love the, I love I love, I love where he's just killed him and, he, and she's like well why don't you write some stuff down like <laughs> and he's like yeah alright and then she and then after he's written it down he just goes Christ that was all <laughs> <laughs> it's like four seconds. I don't think I'll get any more out tonight. <laughs> He's not a writer, is he? He's just murdered someone. He's like, alright. <laughs> you remember feelings, that. right? <laughs> oh dear. How about favourite lines then? Ben, what was your favourite line? Well, that probably. <laughs> just like, yeah. Christ, I, I love I, I know, I've also got some more. Um, I thought it was really funny when they were in the uh, in the curry house. <laughs> he just goes that dress. That dress looks a lot better on you than it did on your mother. <laughs> <laughs> That's his version of a bean robot yeah. as well, isn't it? Oh, like similarly, I think it's in that same scene, isn't it? She says, "I'm not wearing any underwear," yeah. and he goes under. He's like, "I can't really see it." Well, I'm wearing tights. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's just so like. British naff yeah. romance, you know, yeah. like it's not sexy really or anything like that. I think he also he also says um there's also a line when the bit where he's killing the Daily Mail reader where he sa- he says like oh people like that would have like had the way with you and I wouldn't be able to do anything about it and then she's like, Yeah, you really stood up and he's like, Don't thank me, thank the democratic process. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Like three hundred years ago, yeah. <laughs> he justifies his own insanity. It's not, it's not chaos. It's organised. He also says, "Because uh, he asks her what's what, ruined it for me is that <laughs> he asks her uh, what are your dreams, 
and she and he just goes and then he says i i, I want to be feared and respected <laughs> it's not too much to ask for is it <laughs> another quiz question down the down the swanny there we go okay right yeah it's like gladiator that isn't it it's like it's like the scene from gladiator they do not love me they will fear me you know real except he's, a, he's at mother shipton's cave instead of <laughs> <laughs> yeah the coliseum or the, you know, the palatine hill or something yeah. <laughs> how about you Hugh? some favorite lines for you um, so I've got a few. Um, obviously, report that to the National Trust is just mm, yeah. a classic. Um, that is that's like that's like a Bond or an Al Schwarzenegger sign off after killing somebody, isn't it? To, yeah, to, well, it's more like Partridge, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, report that to the National Trust. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's, <laughs> I can't even say it. It's that funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's got blood on its paws, that that dog, but it's complacency that kills you. <laughs> yeah, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's I think it's um, a smug complacency. <laughs> smug complacency. <laughs> yeah, like like when she goes to give the dog. Like, Poppy um, oh, what's the dog? What's the dog called that they steal? Banjo, banjo, um, or oh, Poppy? Banjo. When she goes to give Banjo the crisp, and uh, Jack oh, yeah. just <laughs> practically my handle so, to stop crisps, from giving a crisps are food. full of horrors. <laughs> um, and the other one that I like is. The sacrifice of Mr. Grant's chickens to the gods is Carly. Just something funny. Just the way he says it, such like matter of fact. Like in some people's voices, those those names and like mythologies and stuff sound yeah. so grand. But when you put it in like a sort of Brummie or Midlands accent, it's just like <laughs> you know, like dictators. A, a dictator would never have come from Birmingham. You know what I mean? Like they're not going <laughs> to inspire fear and respect. Yeah, that's me, that's what did. Uh, Arthur Mosley, and I guess. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I, I agree. Is Those are just some Arthur? great lines. And we, this is uh, um, uh, it's Mosley's dad. Oswald. 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 That's it. Thank you. Oswald. I'm glad that it took us all quite a while to remember Oswald Mosley because <laughs> yeah. uh, it means none of us think about him often. Um, I think for me, like there, those are some great lines, and I think one of my favourites was one we've already mentioned, and it's the postcard from Tina to her mum. Dear mum, I'm not coming home. Yorkshire is lovely, not like you said at all. They can smile and they do sell my pasta sauce. The caravan bed is quite short, but Chris is a sensitive lover. <laughs> Hope you can be happy for me. Love, Tina. <laughs> Bad things happen to people in caravan. <laughs> <laughs> like who? <laughs> I can't remember the name of her, but so-and-so, she fell out of one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 34. <laughs> I love the little observations about this film. Um, like, do do Ian and Janice make pornos on their video? Yeah, yeah. She's not that free yet. Not after all. <laughs> Did you sleep with both of them? Are you gay? <laughs> of course, I'm not gay. <laughs> <laughs> did you go, why did you go to a wedding with Ian and Janice? So I came up with some alternative names for this film. Um, oh, yeah? Natural Brum Killers. <laughs> that's good, that's good. Uh, Fred and Rose West, The Early Years. <laughs> and Natural Boring Killers. <laughs> natural, natural. That's good. Oh, that's good. I like, I like the commitment mm. Stop or my brum will kill you. <laughs> 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 
Uh, well, I'll, I'll I'll tweet them at Ben Wheatley, see what he says. Yeah, that's um, fair enough. We're going to have a little break now to compose ourselves, and after the break, we're going to hear <laughs> what the critics thought. We're going to hear Hugh's rating. We're going to have a cheeky little quiz. So that's something to look for us, you all, for you all to look forward to, and for all of us to look forward to. Welcome back to Please Watch This. Now, Hugh, would you like critics or should we get some ratings of our own? Well, since um, it's, we've got a guest on today and Ben, Ben, what would you like to hear first? Ooh. Let's go for the critics, Sam. See what they, Fantastic. See what they say. Classic move. <laughs> As intimated by Hugh, the crit- I mean, the, the, the overall response, like the average response wasn't great. On Metacritic, it was 69%. <laughs> um, but... In terms of some specifics... Sorry, Sheila... do, you need to, a drink, do you need to drink? To just get some out of your yeah. throat there. Oh, the there bitterness out of you. <laughs> <laughs> just the 69. Bile and anger. Always funny. Um, th- I'm 31. Uh, Sheila O'Malley for ebert.com gave it four out of four. Four stars out of four. Roger Ebert. Um, she said that director Wheatley has already shown his aptitude for sardonic horror commentaries and Sightseers is his best film to date. Sightseers is dark, gruesome, blithely amoral and thoroughly entertaining. So she was, a, she was a fan. On the other end of the spectrum, we've got Mark Mohan, not Maron, at the Portland Oregonian. So I had to go to quite a small publication to find a really bad review. Um, he said the stars who wrote the screenplay give convincing performances, but their character's pathetic unlikability saps the film of any real zest. It's neither grounded enough to be genuinely horrifying, nor over the top enough to be nastily fun. And I just See, think I that's think, just wrong. I, yeah, because they are very grounded. Mm. They're so grounded. I think uh, I, I would never have thought it would would be a film that the like the American audience would get. Like it, it's that uniquely British. Mm. But I know there's a lot of Americans who who, who, who love British uh, British films and stuff. But yeah, yeah. So it doesn't really surprise me that there's a lot of negative negative views out there, especially from American critics. Yeah, that's true. I wonder if Alan Partridge has really taken off in. In the US, because Alan Partridge does play on a lot of these yeah. these things. You know, he's, he is somebody who will phone his assistant and talk about getting a sponsorship yeah, from great. Bosch. You know, and like <laughs> really naff British <laughs> things. Yeah, I'm not sure really. Uh, I'm, I'm interested to get our two, well, my co-host and guests uh, ratings on this. Uh, ben, you you kiss, kick us off as the no, don't kiss us, uh, <laughs> kick us off as our guest. Um, how many alien coffins out of ten <laughs> would you give this film? Uh, it's got to be a solid nine out of ten. Fantastic, yeah, nine out of ten. And what what would be your estimate of what Hugh's going to say, Ben? I don't think he'll give it higher than an eight. I agree. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this is this came up last week. Really, we talked about me and Ellen and the Dying Girl. Kind of what constitutes nine, what constitutes a ten, and are there some genres that maybe we struggle to give top marks for? So Hugh puts out of our misery. How many alien coffins? I think I am more sympathetic to comedies and to judging them more on their own merits than some other genres. Oh, good. But I think this is so right bang in that sort of Venn diagram of stuff that I love. So it's great comedy, great performances, black comedy. Um, you know, it's got an English centricness to it that I can recognise and I've seen and can identify. I, I, I'm struggling not to give it a nine, wow. to be honest. Fantastic. That's oh, great. Wow. Yeah, I can't think of a reason not to. I watched it and just went... 
if I watch a good film, what like what we like as we've mentioned before, what we like to do is not jet to tell the the other co-hosts what our thoughts are before. We have been moment. really good at that, yeah. and we have not yeah. ruined we've anything. We've been fantastic, and it was so hard not to text someone <laughs> to say how much I love this film. Oh, good! Um, wow. You know, yeah, I, I can't sing its praises enough. I really wish I'd seen. I wish they'd made more stuff. Um, uh, so I need to give a shout out to Alice Lowe and Steve Oram and to yeah. Ben Wheatley I think they just they need to make more things because the humour's brilliant in this they don't have to mm. ape this they don't have to copy it they don't need to make any sort of weird facsimiles but I just want to see more of their kind of like the, that review said it's amoral but not where she uses it as a you know almost like a slur and saying that they're not interesting enough it's the fact that they're not interesting is what's interesting about them you know, yeah, that's that's the yeah, yeah. that's the crux of this film essentially is, you know, murder's never been so average. I think is the tagline for this film. <laughs> I yeah. thought it was interesting. Yeah, the uh, they actually did a pilot for a comedy show for for this rather and but they got turned down because wow. they thought it was. I think the BBC thought it was a bit too over, a bit too violent for their liking. So that's that's why <laughs> they got made into a film. I think it's better than as a right. film than a TV show. To be fair, see, I don't know actually. Yeah. I think I would have loved to have seen this in like six half-hour episodes, you know, each week they could have done a murder. I think it maybe given them <laughs> yeah. more time to develop the characters. Yeah, yeah. It would have been Yeah, fun. that's true, especially because they've got a lot... They've got to convince each other of their worldview, haven't they? Mm. So more time would yeah. be... You know, I wouldn't be against that oh, no, <laughs> at all. Not. I think they, they nailed it in under two hours, which is fantastic. Well, Hugh, I'm really happy about that. <laughs> that is great. That is absolute music to my ears. We're going to have a little quiz then. We're going to have a quiz, ladies and gents, to see how oh, well everybody's been and watching And by the it. way, I would recommend this to other people. Oh, I wasn't, wasn't going to ask that. Wasn't going to ask that. Um, but uh, you're, you're right to. I mean, we've done what is this? Forty-two episodes now. Forty-three wow. episodes, and we've maybe mentioned that like seven times. <laughs> oh, <laughs> would you recommend? Yeah. <laughs> but but no, you're right. We we well, need fact. to do it. <laughs> We're doing multiples of seven. <laughs> so I should so have mentioned. So if this is the forty-third episode, I shouldn't have mentioned it. Wait till the forty-ninth. That's the plan. Keep, All keep right, our cool. listeners. Our listeners can be like, oh, is this a multiple of seven this week? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, get tricky when it gets into the hundreds. <laughs> yeah. See if they can. You shouldn't, you shouldn't have gave that away. That should have been like a, a little a little theme that someone could have picked up on. Oh, multiples of seven. <laughs> Episode 700. Yeah, that's yeah. the little Easter egg for the fans. Uh, right, let's get into some quizzing then. So I've got seven questions left. Wow. I wrote five and then I didn't stop. I got to nine and then between you... You've sort of this ruined lockdown's really getting to Sam. His, yeah. his addiction to quizzing and quiz <laughs> right. Last week, Ben, he actually asked me some questions on the film that I was recommending to him. <laughs> to him, <laughs> everyone's gone quizzing to, mad. I interjected and went, "We're going to move on," and he still carried on. <laughs> and I was like, "I can't fight this." <laughs> so here we go. So as we always do, Hugh, you get first res- response, and then Ben, being our resident expert on this film, he gets. He gets to clean up if you uh, if you don't get it right. So, quiz question number I one. shit on the national landmark. <laughs> <laughs> question number one. How much does Tina pay for the giant pencil, Hugh? Oh, no, I forgot this. Uh, is it £24.99? So close. What do you think, it's £24, isn't it? Spot on. £24. What's your oh. cut off? What's your cut off, Yaz? Um, what does Brina... What does Brina? What does Tina bring with them on the trip? Saying she doesn't think she can cope without it. <laughs> oh, I'm not, I don't know. I can't remember. Go on, Ben. It's a potpourri. 
<laughs> Pope Marie, of course. Yeah. I was going to give the clue. It's used as a sexual aid <laughs> for some reason. I love that way. She's like, this is just what I imagined. <laughs> She's spitting potpourri out. <laughs> <laughs> Question three. What is the tourist eating that Chris kills at the Critch Tram Museum? Oh, it's a cornetto. Cornetto. Oh, yeah. 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 Do you know? Do you know the significance of that? Well, Edgar Wright produced yeah. it, so it's a it's a nod to the cornetto. Tri- cornetto. Would it be trilogy Absolutely. at that point, or just? Yeah, yeah. Do- Short, shortly after, did. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. Yeah. Uh, question four: How does Martin decide? How did Martin decide on the window size for his carapod? Oh, it was based on a P and O ferry cruises. <laughs> nice one. Yeah, well done. Well done. <laughs> Uh, this is a tricky Random question. That. Yeah, <laughs> just had to stick in your head. This one's I a used really to be tricky. In plastics one. as well. <laughs> <laughs> For whom does Martin want his prototype, the Carapod, to become an option? Who does he want this to be for? Or who oh, does he think would he, use it? He, I think he wants it for the. Is it for like green caravanning or something like that? Like carbon no. neutral. Something carbon neutral, I think. Or it's a specific sort of group of people that he thinks will make good use of it. I don't know, Samo. You'll have to pass. I'll have to pass on that one. So, all right, Ben. What I is think it? is it? Um, it's economic migrants, as you say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not just migrants, but economic migrants. <laughs> <laughs> economic migrants. <laughs> um, two more. Again, a tricky one. This was this was said in passing. Where did Tina and Chris meet? Oh, I missed this one. Oh, they were at a dis. Were they at a disco? No. That is a tricky one. I'm not sure of that one. Oh, I can't remember. Oh, I'm useless this week again. I'm getting worse at these quizzes, Ben. No, that is, it's a very tricky one. It's said once in passing really yeah. quickly. What would be your I guess, Ben? Remember. Go on. I have no idea. Um, yeah. Here's what I'll do. I'll, I'll tell you what the venue was or what they're sort of setting. You have to tell me. So they met at a dance class. Can either of you remember the type of dance Oh, that's supposed to even be a it might even be a martial art. Oh, capoeira! Capoeira, oh, yeah, wow. it's martial arts, yeah. not, a dance, not a dance. Sorry, it's a dancing sort of martial art. I don't yeah. remember that. Capoeira, yeah. yes. which is so not, it's so not Chris and Tina. Capoeira. <laughs> that's why it's. Oh, it should have stood out, really, shouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. Um, last question. Question seven. What's the name of the area of the campsite that they fight to? to get to oh dingley dell <laughs> dingley dell very good dingley very dell. good can we just can we just make an honorable mention about ribblehead viaduct now, i don't know about you two but about four or five years ago like 90 percent well not 90 percent like half of the people i had on facebook all went on day trips in about a year to ribblehead <laughs> viaduct all these couples like you just see these people who you're like why the fuck are you there <laughs> Yeah, like it's like, like this massive tourist attraction for people in the in West Yorkshire to go. Well, we all look really viaduct. Oh, how exciting! It is I beautiful. Mean, I think yeah. I think I've been there. Is it because uh, I've done the Yorkshire? Bet three you weeks. have. Is it the one? Is it the one that's there? Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Anyway, that's 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 for another episode. Um, good. Well, I mean, this is this is great. I'm really glad that Hugh, you really like the film, and you clearly know a lot about it. So this is absolutely phantasmagorical. Um, yeah, what any, film? Any? Oh, I was just going to say, have we got any like final remarks then on uh, sightseers before we go on to what film next week? Not from me. I don't have any fast facts or anything. 
Ben? No, I mean, I, I just hope it makes you, uh, make you, makes you watch some more Ben Wheatley films. I mean, mm. I rec- definitely yeah, recommend I, Free I would Fire. Like to see a field in yeah, I'm gonna to have to make a note of that one. Free fire. I'm not. Um, I'm not sure if yeah, a field in England is the best place to start after. <laughs> Kill list. So Kill list is the best for my, in my opinion. Kill list. Which one do you think me, me and or Hugh will like the most? Free fire. Of those Free two. fire. What's the concept? Basically, it, it's more of a comedy. It's uh, it's set in the '80s where these IRA. Um, <clears throat> This IRA group goes to um, a warehouse to buy some guns and off these Americans and something's said and they get into an argument and uh, it's all set in this warehouse where it just kicks off <laughs> and it's like all sides oh. are forming and like different oh, people. Oh yeah, are... I'd, I've seen the... It's, um, it's I've really seen the good. Ad, I've seen the trailer for It's this. got Killian Murphy in. Oh, it's yeah. got uh, Michael Smiley in. Uh, Brie Larson Um Wow, <laughs> it's got some other merit. It's got that South African actor who's uh, quite funny. I can't remember his name. He's in, oh, he's in a lot of stuff. What, Noah Trevor Noah. No, no. Um, so he's a comedian. Yeah, I think it, it, like I've, I've recommended it to people who think it looks boring, but then they've watched it and it's like, oh, it's really good. And then it's it got it's such an underrated film. It's it, it is. It's all set in this one warehouse, and I, I, I know you like like films that are all set in See, one place. I'm already sold on that. Then, yeah, yeah. I, I love I love things in one place. I don't know why. Uh, and he, Ben Wheatley said he made it as a reaction to. He watched a lot of films where they have firefights, and so many people like hit the target. And he, he said he was reading yeah. like police reports where they like the last for forty minutes, and they fire bullets, and like only like one person gets hit or something. So he made wow. it a bit more realistic. Because <laughs> even I'm sure I've heard some stats as well, like even in warfare that. And like a, a significant portion of people when they go to pull the trigger can't do mm. it you know it's just such an important like it's such a big thing yeah. to do that a lot of people can't do um, yeah, the, I'm, all, um, I'm all over that yeah it's great the fact isn't there in in um, the men who stare at goats that apparently the people are going to combat for the first time they will when they're shooting at somebody they'll Pull, they won't. They might shoot, but they'll pull yeah. their shot above the person's yeah. head. That's right. Yeah. Apparently, so yeah, a lot of like gosh. military training is to try and teach them to pull that trigger in that instant right. at the first yeah. contact. Because if they don't, they'll they could they could get shot themselves. So it's yeah, uh, yeah. And that's what a lot of that film. It's not like, like the films, is it? It's not like the. <laughs> it's not like the Hollywood films. Just walk in, pull the trigger. <laughs> yeah. Not even a yeah, moment. Apparently it, yeah. Apparently, some people get shot. Sometimes they don't even realise they've been shot until mm. they see the blood, or someone says. Are you saying they don't shot? get get blood off their feet <laughs> against the wall? <laughs> Avenge me as they die. That is surprising. That. Yeah, you yeah. you'll definitely like Free Fire. <laughs> you'll love Free Fire. I, I mean, Kill List. Kill List is a is a really disturbing disturbing film. It's got some light. It's got some bits of comedy in. But the the only reason that they've got that in is because you need that relief because it's so <laughs> intense. <laughs> I love it. It's got Gosh. it's got a, um, it's got a favorite actor of ours in um, Sam, um, the guy in. Um, oh. So favorite you can remember him, <laughs> Paddy Considine, British um, actor. He's in that Utopia <laughs> TV show. Oh, Neil Neil Maskell. Neil Maskell. Oh, he plays the lead as well. Underrated. And Michael, Michael oh, Smiley. Yeah. There is. Jessica Hyde. <laughs> That's a good impression. <laughs> speaking of Neil Maskell, now speaking of Neil Maskell, he was in The Mimic and a show I've been watching recently by the same, the writer of The Mimic is called Mr. Winner. Completely different size series. It's a silly sitcom, getting into scrapes kind of sitcom. So, uh, listener, 
try and watch Mr. Winner. It's really good. And Matt Morgan wrote it. It's oh, on wow. BBC iPlayer, so do it. Oh, yeah, it. it's really, really just fun. But uh, uh, Barry from EastEnders is it? And it's got it? Neil Maskell. So. Oh. No, <laughs> sorry, no. He was in The Mimic, which I would also right. recommend if you can find it. But it's the same maker as of The Mimic. Yeah, sorry, I just got reminded because of Neil Maskell. Yeah, he's great, Neil Maskell. Anyway, we've, we've talked enough this week. Uh, Hugh, what are we going to watch next week on your recommendation? So, we're going to change tones a little bit and we're going to go and look at the Ken Loach-directed film starring Killian Murphy, The Wind That Shakes the Barley, that deals with um, a small town's reaction to the Irish um, rebellion, revolution, whatever you want to call it, Republican movement and the uh, the impact that has on a small community in Cork. Right. Well, Have you seen it? What do you know? Well, you haven't seen it. What do you know about it? <laughs> Everything you just said is, I'm hearing it for the first time, I don't know anything about it. I don't really know much about the rebellion either. I've got a, another Irish friend, sorry Hugh, I do have other Irish friends who taught me through me. it. Yeah, taught me through it about five years ago and I don't remember any of the specifics. So yeah, I've not really seen much Ken Loach, I'm, I'm, I'm watching it, I'm going to look forward to it. How about you Ben? No, I've, I've, I've heard of it, I know it got really good reviews, I think it was at Cannes I think maybe, I think did it win an award at Cannes? Mm. I've, not, I've not actually, yeah, not got around to watching it, but yeah, it looks, a, looks an interesting film. Excellent, well that'll be a new one. Okay. Marvellous. Now Hugh, if they want to get in touch with us and tell us how they would go about killing somebody who's littering a lot at Critch Tram Museum. How would they do that? So what they need to do is they need to go to the Pencil Museum. Right. They need to buy a novelty-sized pencil. <laughs> they need to try and write... They need to write a, um, like a, a letter. Set Rest it on their shoulder. Yeah. I mean, they could come up with all sorts of ways of actually doing it, but uh, that, I'll leave that up to them. You know, they're, they're smart people out there who write yeah, into creative. our show. Let them... Let them do their own thing. And then they need to uh, get that posted to us somehow. Uh, we don't even have a postal address, but yeah, if they could somehow... Com- Maybe they could post it to somebody who has a computer and then they can convert it into an email. Yeah, what should they, what, what's the email address they should write on that letter composed with a giant pencil of £24? Well, I mean, they would have to send it to the person who's going to email us first, wouldn't they? And they'd have the email address, so they'd need that address. I mean, come on, Sam, think well, about it. But they need to tell them what the email address is. How would have... I mean, I'm not an expert. But they would have. They already have the email address. They have to send it to somebody who has the email address. That's the point. <laughs> oh, I see. I see. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. But uh, if it's but if the writing's quite unless they unless they use like their left hand or something, the writing has to be clearly used by a giant pencil. If they just get a, a, like a normal <laughs> pencil and write largely with it, that's a word. Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> no if they, bigly, they write, the bigly. letters, bigly. Yeah. You has all the best words. All the best words. <laughs> now, all the best for, words. I have all the best words. For, for example, <laughs> Ben Ben knows the email address for the show, so they could email him. They could sorry, they could write a letter to him in a big pencil. I mean, if Ben wants to give out his uh, home address, that's his business. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe but, Ben could give us the email address. Or do you want to give it to you? I don't know. Do you know somebody tell me the email do you know address. What? I think the email address. If they if they can't find somebody who has it, they can. Suppose they could put, email it to please watch this dot pod at gmail dot com. <laughs> Fantastic. Sam, they could also get they, in touch with us socially. Uh, yeah, if they if they don't want to go through that whole process, you know, if they've time's a factor, you know, I understand. <laughs> Not everyone's got a pencil museum close to them. You know, they can they can make an effort, but you know, that's up to them. I'm not yeah. I'm not their dads. So we need a sort of lockdown friendly um, strategy way of communicating. Be, yeah, how would yeah, they do yeah, that? Yeah. Well, there's a lot of different mediums to be social on. One of those social media platforms is Twitter. So go to HTTPS. Oh, they could use a medium as well. Oh, use a medium, but we're not dead, so they might have to wait 
six or seven years. Um, we might but be yeah, after this episode. Go to go, <laughs> go to Twitter and type in at please watch pod and then talk to us in English, preferably <laughs> or GIF. We we speak GIF or in Yorkshire slash GIF. Or, yeah, or in Yorkshire, where we do smile and they do sell her pasta sauce. So, um, yeah. so Ben, only that. only remains to be said. Thank you so much for coming back onto the show. Thanks for coming on, Ben. Gives me something to do. I won't. All right. Well, Hugh, we don't have to talk to him anymore because he said don't mention it. Uh, but no, Ben, we will <laughs> we will get you back on as soon as possible during these troubled times. Sounds good. Unprecedented okay. times. Unprecedented. Yeah. Thanks for coming, Ben. Yeah. All right, listener, we love you, and we'll speak at you next week. Bye! Bye.